Two man game, TMG, uh, get the news fast, AMG, uh, game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this, yeah we're cutting to the truth, no there ain't no narrative. Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year, for my team, TMG. Welcome to another episode of the Two Man Game Podcast, TMG. You know what it is, episode 55. What a time to be alive. MJ, we've got a friend of the show back on, Sam. Thanks for having me, guys. Boxing aficionado. And one of the so-called experts. It's too much credit, I'm telling you. Don't worry, I vouch for him, I vouch for him. Way too much credit. I specifically, you know, recruited him for this episode. But this is a good time. Hand-picked from the pack. And the pack is very, you know, very highly contested, very competitive. I hope I deliver. You know, don't worry. We know we, we know your expertise. You yeah. came here last time. When we we spoke some MMA, we spoke some boxing. Last yeah, time. yeah, true, true. He's true, a well-rounded guy, you know. He's, a, he's, a, he's there with his. Um, what's it? What's it? Mixed arts? What's it? What's it? Martial arts? A combat? 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 combat sports. I'd like to see him take up a bit more basketball just to see here his insight on basketball. Yeah, I think he would like that. Yeah, no, the, basketball. That me. You know, basketball. The men, the mental aspects. You know. Here we go. Uh, the guys like Kyrie. You were mad, you know, it would be good. I, with basketball, I just don't understand why there's so much pressure on that one guy, but then I also do understand because it's a five-man sport. Mm. But still, if I saw a five-a-side game, I'm not putting all that pressure on one man to deliver. It, don't you think in football that there's a pressure on certain guys to deliver? On one man as well? Like, the, like when Ronaldo's team loses, they put the pressure on Ronaldo. If Massey's team yeah, but that's because everyone's got agendas, though. Everyone's got agendas, that's the thing. Um, everyone's got agendas. The only thing in terms of boxing, like how deep I understood um, basketball, in terms of how deep I understood the mentality, was last dance. Oh, yeah. Um, but for me, Jordan was a bit great. Elite mentality as an athlete, mm-hmm. various things. Um, but I don't know, man. I feel like. A bit like you gotta give credit to his mm. teammates, like Rodman, them. They made him also who he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, but I don't know too much. So before any of the boxing guys come at me <laughs> saying I'm talking about Jordan, he's the goat. But I don't know anybody who's the goat. <laughs> so I'm a learner when it comes to basketball. I'm a learner when it comes to most things, guys. Like with all successful people, you know, they have this. I think that's a, a bit unhinged about them, don't you think? So there's a level that not the common man can go to. Yeah, they're willing to go to places that so the common man's not willing to go to and they're willing to, to do whatever it takes to get there. I hear that. I do hear that. So that was that's what I saw from Last Dance. Like, that's a look into a mind of a serial winner. Like you're seeing, so this is the places that he's willing to go. This is what he's able, even willing to show you in the camera. So what's yeah. saying? He's even similar to like Ronaldo. Everything like table tennis, cards, mm. you know, pin up the wall. The guy wants to win everything. You know what I mean? It's, it's all those stories. It's all those stories that you hear. Insatiable appetite to win is just mental. Now we're talking about the craziest athletes and boxers, where they go to, the places they put themselves into True. Mm-hmm. for them to reach the levels that they reach. It's, it's actually crazy. Yeah, boxers and combat sports, there's their level up in terms of what you're talking about. You're going to levels where you're going to reach, you know, going to the wishing well because... To be honest, you, you know, die. yeah, you could die in a ring. I mean, it can be a matter of life and death in basketball and football and all those other sports. That's not yeah. going to happen for the most part. You know what I mean? Mentality is a—it's an interesting thing and it's context-driven mm-hmm. because in that ring you could die. If you put a football in that ring, he's not on it. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's that mentality to always do better. It's a work ethic, also mm-hmm. that mentality. Um, it's hard though to understand. I don't know, now we want so much personality from these athletes, but Messi's one I've never really understood in terms of mentality. Mm-hmm. I just don't get enough of him to know. He's probably got elite mentality, but there's, I don't know, people see from certain actions that like, this is an elite, this isn't. The thing is, they even say that Messi, uh, from the excerpts of books I've read, that Messi is um, quite selfish. Uh, yeah, but he has to be selfish. It's, a, it's very selfish, and he's... Even though, like, he's just petulant. Like, I heard one time there was a story about Pep saying that no one could drink Coke. Man drank the Coke right in front of Pep. Like, he's a different kind of guy. See, I hear that, but I, I try to look at this as normal people, innit? Mm-hmm. So if you think, think about the best player you've ever played with, he's probably taking the most liberties in the team. 
just because like that's what you do as the best player like yeah. you don't mean to do it but you do it it's like if something weren't good enough now I'd soak and leave mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying not saying that I'm the best or whatever blah, blah. But, but there's sometimes where you just have tantrums because of certain environments it's the level, it's the level it's, as a human being you're always trying to see what you can get away with yeah, as the saying goes you make exceptions for exceptional people mm-hmm. and if you're that exceptional you know that's, what, that's how it is talking, yeah, about, that about, men- talking about mentality mm-hmm. I remember a comment you made last week about AJ having a split personality oh yeah let's talk about AJ Usyk what did you think of that fight so I've watched that fight back I think twice um, three times if you add just highlights mm-hmm. I actually joined the fight the stream late um, so I jumped in at like round five. Okay. Um, what were you doing? I, I, I literally forgot. Um, but what was it? I joined the stream a bit late. Um, but when I came in and watched the stream, I literally saw a boxing masterclass. Um, I was bare annoyed with AJ that night. I it was getting popped. Um, but going back and rewinding all of this, from the fights that I've watched, I think AJ actually has boxed boxed his best he's ever boxed. In that fight? Yeah. Ever. Technically, he was as good as he's ever been, but you never box a boxer. Because mm-hmm. your levels are just complete. That's why I was mad at him. Mm. He boxed a boxer who, no matter what you do, bro, you're not as good as him. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, technically, light on his feet, Mm-hmm. No, AJ tried, especially up to around six mm-hmm. or seven. After that, it was long for him. That's when you, sh- mm-hmm. the class difference was clear. That's when you knew Us- Usyk does this on a regular. That mm-hmm. pace, mm-hmm. he's gonna keep it up. The pace was, too, was way too much for AJ. But I think AJ tried, but you can't box a boxer. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You can't. And I'm being less harsh now mm-hmm. because I watched that fight again today. Mm-hmm. When I saw it, when I was, I was a bit like, what is this guy doing? Like, he got popped, he got, he still got schooled. Mm. But I tried to look for the positives on AJ said, I'm trying to think, why did AJ do this? But you could see small, small improvements. But AJ wanted to, I don't know. Wanted to prove something, probably. Yeah, he wanted to prove something to himself and to people that you lot say I'm a fighter, now I'm a boxer, and I'm a student in the game. Mm. Bro, like, you're a good puncher who can box. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not, mm. It's not the other way around. You're not a good boxer, blah, blah. You're a decent boxer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're not the worst. You're an Olympian. You're a gold medalist. But for so, for so, sorry to interrupt. For someone who joined the game, so like, you're a very, very good boxer. But these guys have been doing it from five, six, seven years old. And that's that like muscle memory. is just way too much for you to catch up. Mm. And like Sam eloquently said, you don't box a boxer. Like, like guys like that, pound for pound elite boxers, you know, Usyk, you know, guys like Mayweather, Guys, you're just elite boxing talents. You don't box them because you're not going to win that fight. Yeah. I mean, if your boxing ability is levels with them, maybe you can try to do that. But there's just too much of a gap. And the game plan is my main gripe of that night because I don't know why, well, I could maybe wanted to prove something, but it was stupid to try to prove that. And for me, I don't know how that game plan was allowed to be implemented. Mm. And that's what I say. He's going to have to look at his um, training camp and make some wholesale changes. I think... I've like obviously as you said he, he tried to box with a boxer I, I think the game plan was awful I don't think he should have gone in there and tried to to box with him at all like it was clear from the the pace early on that hey, Usyk, Usyk was setting the tone AJ wasn't really hurting him early on in the fight and I was a bit worried from like first four rounds I was like whoa this this could be an absolute massacre I think he got back into it five and six he got back that. into it but I think he did if he had watched the Chizora fight previously... You can't fight like Chizora. You have, but you have to rough it up, though. You have to make it rough and tumble. You have to close the gap. You have to... He can't fight... Kind of. He can't fight in this fashion Chizora did 100%, but he should have implemented some of the styles mm. that Chizora did. should have made it more physical. Yeah, he, I think he, he did in seven, round seven. I Four. think so. There's one of the rounds he won clearly where it was a bit more physical, mm. but AJ was just... He let Usyk off the hook, in my opinion. Mm. He wasn't physical enough, wasn't tough enough. Didn't make it do it. Even that's not completely his style, but it's, it's just I think parts of that he could have brought to the to the fire to the match, and he yeah. didn't. And I, I mean, I, yeah, they allowed it to be too technical on the outside, tippy tapping. You think it's too that, much? It's the Ruiz fight that kind of changed his style into that kind of. He's got an identity crisis from that fight. Yeah, yeah. 
he does have an identity crisis. You see that he's battling with it. Um, I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done for boxing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like it's a, it's unfortunate that he's lost because people are like, no, nah, AJ's what he's not. Mm-hmm. He just you never box a boxer. Mm. But this guy has fought everyone in front of him. Mm. Unlike certain boxers, that's why I give him his due praise. Yep. But something Melo said, yeah, that I have to agree with. Changing his training cap. All of that. I've listened to other guys speak about this, like boxing analysts. Um, watching that fight back today, I feel like his coaches have to take more blame. Mm-hmm. In game management, you didn't change up the tactics, even though you've seen that this guy's probably what he's losing how many rounds. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I watching back the first four rounds. Yeah, I gave it to Usyk, but I didn't think it was. It was like AJ was getting beat up. Mm-hmm. I thought AJ was getting outboxed. Yeah. yeah. It's later on that I thought he was getting beat up. Do you know what I'm saying? It was nine, nine from that. Yeah, oh, he was getting yeah, beat yeah. up. The first four rounds, he was just, it was like, you said it's quicker than you. Yeah. He's, getting, uh, he's landing his punches before you. And just... everyone, and I think because of boxing, everyone has the perception the bigger guy always wins the first few rounds. Mm. Like you impose your dominance. But now we're seeing Usyk take centre ring. Mm. He's just moving this and that. Your jabs aren't jabbing, they're flicking um, and stuff. But his coaches, have to take more bl- more accountability for in-game management. Mm. The lack of um, adjustments was yeah was awful. As, as, I think I think you know I think Sam's touching on a lot of things you said last week about the lack of adjustments. It's you awful. know, yeah, the, the corner the corner's too friendly with AJ. Um, they're too pally pally. They're too pally pally, and I, I think I because mean, when you're getting two million, or let's say ten percent of that purse, you look, I'm going to be pally pally. You, you have to win. You, you get more. The purse extends if you win, doesn't it? You get I mean, bigger if you win. Yeah, it does. But like I said last week, I just feel in terms of crisis, when crisis comes, can you still resonate with AJ? Like all the pally pally stuff is not working. Can you still reach him and get him to realise we're in a crisis moment? Can you change your tone of voice? Because, you know, sometimes you have to change it up to get to reach someone. Like, you know, I'm sure you know about this. When um, Sugar learned his um, coach, Angelo Dundee, was saying, you're blowing it, son, you're blowing it, son. He actually oh, laid it to him yeah, straight, yeah. laid it to him rule. Even more recently, when uh, Javante Davis, Mayweather said to him, you're down on the scorecards. He just had yeah. that real yeah. conversation, you know, no bullshit, real life, just convo, left it, left it, just nice and clear. Laid it nice and clear. You're actually losing this fight. We need to do this. I don't think... I don't feel those guys can make that difference. Do, do you think AJ ever knew that he was down? Well, I don't think so because if you no. look, if you watch it back, the guys were saying brilliant, 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 and he was getting popped for most of the fight. However, so I I, I agree that his guys were saying brilliant, yeah. But I looked at another angle. This is the best you've seen your guy box show technical technical boxing ability. That's what they're guessing. Probably true. Like, all of that, they're, they're seeing the, the improvements. Like, I see the um, he's got this new coach, Angel something, and uh, Angel Fernandez, yeah, that's it. And Angel Fernandez, you, you see his style being implemented, you saw it there. I just thought it was the wrong fight to do it, yeah. I'm saying so. I thought, yeah, AJ's improved, but also, I think there's a psychology behind what they're seeing. They're seeing they're focused on AJ, that's their guy. We're seeing that, okay, you're in the UK. To get a points victory, you need to dominate us. Mm-hmm. They're probably thinking, this is the best I've ever seen this guy box. He's doing well. Mm-hmm. He's doing well. I feel like they've ignored com- Usyk completely out of their game plan mm. and thought, no, you're my boxer. That's why mm. they didn't adapt. It's like um, a manager, even in football, let's say a manager who's so focused on his team, yeah. is so stubborn with the formation. It's like, it's not about them. It's about so, us. And that's why people like, Wenger, people used to get upset with him because he didn't have a plan B. Because he's always like, Wenger's focus was always on his team. Yeah. Hey, the thing is, Same the thing is, extent, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, obviously, you know, talking about the lack of adaptation, uh, sometimes it can work. Like, you know, you know you're setting your ways, you know what you're to go to in the moments of crisis. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I only know one way, this is the way I'm going to fight. I'm not going to try and overcomplicate it and put myself, make myself more vulnerable. But for AJ, AJ's got like so many, it's like AJ's got like three or four styles of fighting. Yeah. Like he used to be a, a knockout artist. He like I'm going for the knockout. I'm going for the knockout. And then when we just clocked him, he was like, "Whoa, I can't do this anymore." Now I'm gonna keep you at length. The Pulev fight. Now that we watched the Pulev fight, and I look back at that fight, it's like in that fight, it was the same as this Usyk fight. He tried yeah. to, he tried to, tried to box. Then randomly, just like I think round nine, he just like just lost, like he just lost his uh, his tactics, and he just went for to swing him out. I don't think he 
really hurt Pulev as much as he thought he was going to do it. Then he went back to boxing. Um, did he knock him out around now? I think he dropped him in the earlier rounds. He dropped him in the earlier rounds where he was just swinging. Him. I think he, ran out and he was hold, holding punches. I yeah. think that's when he kind of stopped him. But Joshua is not... He's like... He doesn't want that Ruiz thing to happen again. He doesn't want to get into a slug, a slug fest. He wants to keep it boxing. Well, I understand that, but it's heavyweight boxing. I mean, that's gonna happen at one point. Cause you're gonna even if you find technical guys, so even when you find guys, some guys may be technical like Usyk, but heavyweight boxers, a lot of them compared to any other division, they're sluggers. So they're gonna try. They're gonna bring that to you. I mean, you mm-hmm. can use your skills, try put them outside. AJ has enough reach and skill and power to do that to most guys. But eventually, you're gonna be in a slugfest with someone, mm-hmm. and so he has to be prepared to go into that sort of um, uh, mode again. He has to be prepared for that sort of battle at some point. Did, did mm, yeah. I still think he's got uh, he's got a bit of heart. I, I don't know. We can't say AJ ain't got heart. I can't say he's a boxer. He's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's got heart. As soon as he entered that ring, he got heart. I'm not saying he doesn't have heart. I mean, I would have liked to have seen him put all on the line against Usyk. Got, I don't think he went out on his sword. I, I am. Like I'm going. Even if I get knocked out by Usyk, I'm gonna land something. I don't think at any moment he, he felt like that also from the, from the fight Usyk I don't, I don't recall him landing an uppercut an uppercut is one of his best punches oh, maybe, of course Usyk's movement and head movement is yeah, very yeah, great yeah. so it makes it hard but I barely even remember him trying to throw uh, one because he, bo- he boxed in the outside though yeah oh he, he, that's, that's the main thing he needs to change up I mean there's only one round where I actually commit to the body I think it's like round 7 or something he, and I looked at the stats he only landed 13 body punches I don't know how many threw because he didn't really um, sh- didn't show that but Someone like Usyk, high on the agenda of the game plan should be to attack the body. It should be. Yeah, stop him moving. I mean, if he landed 10 more power punches to the body, the fact could have been completely different. Just even, just even 10, probably, because Usyk landed that 28 to, I think, AJ's 13. AJ landed around, so I think it was 15, AJ's 15. If AJ landed at least 25 plus, the fact could have been very different. It really could have been very different. And because when you fight against someone, like I said before, the head of him is so good, their footwork is so good, the biggest target is their body. I mean, and AJ can still have the reach to do that and stay out of trouble to the extent. Of course, coming to the body does come with its dangers because, you know, you're kind of put your head more in the mm. range to get, you know, countered and stuff. But like they say, you attack the body and the head will fall. I mean, put money in the bank, the cash reserves, that's what AJ should have done. And then he has to do that for the next fight. There's no if, buts or maybes. He has to attack that body. I mean, he really does have to. And that's one thing I've said about AJ. He's a body attack. He doesn't do it enough for me. I like if we want to get to the highest highest level, you need to have dexterity and punch selection. Go attack to head and body. I was even watching a clip of um, obviously maybe it's a completely different level, but against Diego Corrales, it's like three a jab to the body, and then Diego Corrales was going to do another one. Nope, up Go to the head, up to head, knocked him down. This guy's a boxing expert, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's a historian. He's, he loves his main uh, I'm, I'm a learner. I'm learning every day. <laughs> but um, do you think do you think a rematch is the best? It's the best option for Joshua right now. It's the only option. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the only option. Uh, based on his promoter, based on society, I feel like he should. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure he beats Usyk. You don't think he beats him again? Well, the, the rematch would be in the UK. Would be in the UK. Most likely. No, could, I think it would be. Could go to Saudi. Could go to oh, Ukraine. Yeah, oh, Ukraine. I seriously doubt. If it's in Ukraine, then but he has to knock him out. That's the only way he's gonna win. And I, I just feel like. Wait, is Usyk? I don't think Usyk's fought in Ukraine. No. And Hearn is still Usyk's promoter, isn't it? No. Who's Usyk's promoter? Um, K1 or something, K1 Promotions or something. Was he, well, he was getting promoted by Usyk. Um, Eddie was promoting yeah, at one point. Yeah, at one point, at one point. Um, I don't, I don't know if he beats him in a rematch. Um, you can knock him out, man. Yeah, I think just the, the thing is with Justin, you can't count him out. He's, you, he can't, can't, you, can't, him you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't count him out. But do you see the boxing that he's been trying to implement? Mm-hmm. Is he just going to switch up his whole style? He needs to get a new trainer. As, as he trainer. Robert Kraken has to go. I'm sorry. Sound like I'm one guy I listen to. Um, Atman, you heard of Atman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. he say the same thing? Yeah. He has to go. Um, I've seen it twice now. Time of the crisis, yeah, hasn't able to do anything, hasn't able to affect AJ. Like, you have to, you remember against Ruiz, AJ was like, why am I feeling like this? Why is he saying that? Why is Robert Kraken allowed to say that? And if you say that, not in the back of the no, head, but even though. if you're saying that, why are you not making adjustments? It still seems too pally pally, too nice. I told you. But that's a bit different, though, because, um, what's it? That's a different experience for the fighter. No matter who he's with, there's going to be elements of things that you've never felt before. That was the first concussive punch he's ever felt. It was right on the equilibrium. Okay, maybe I was a bit too harsh. He could, of course, the fight can say that, but 
what's the plan B? Where's the adjustment to help, you know, give him guidance to come around and, you know, uh, resurrect this? Yeah. And so when it, when it comes to crisis moment, I just don't think Robert Kraken has, oh, has oh, a, I, the skills. I, I, do, I do feel like, obviously, the Ruiz loss is more of an outlier than this Usyk loss because, you know, fighting a fight, as you know, when you're preparing for another fighter and then you fight a new one, it's, it's always, it's obviously very difficult for fighters. Because obviously, as you said, uh, you know, uh, for like a footballer or anyone, you, if you're playing against Messi, like you've been preparing to play against Messi for like for yeah, you've been looking at TV and saying, oh, if I fought Messi, if I was to play against Messi, this is what I'll do to defend against him or yeah. this. But for Messi, Messi doesn't care. Yeah. He's facing a, a yeah, million defenders. Yeah, that's how Igas started. And Pacquiao. Pacquiao obviously lost against you guys because you guys probably been preparing for a Pacquiao fight for ages. Maybe we're just um, Pacquiao just got that fight. Well, two weeks before, yeah, even a week. Ruiz only was a standing. It wasn't really the guy that was going to... I hear that, but at the same time, I don't hear that. And I get, like, you plan for your opponent, but if you're being... If you're the best and you're the best, mm. you can adapt that quickly. Like, if if you you got to the Olympics, you never had the chance to beat, check your opponents mm-hmm. and do all that research, that scouting analysis. Uh, uh, um yeah, but they didn't do that on you. For them. Well, they might have done a little bit yeah. more on you, but they knew you were the favourite, but not to the level of how Ugas would be looking at Pacquiao. Like, Ugas has been looking at Pacquiao, either subconsciously or consciously, for at least five five to ten years. Once Pacquiao's in the World War Division, then Ugas... I think been... everybody does that to their opponent. No, to the elite guys, they do. Like, yeah, so that... that well, that's what I'm saying. Pacquiao doesn't do that to Ugas, because Ugas is a fly on the wolf Pacquiao. But on the other way around, Ugas is... This is if I get a fight with Pacquiao, this is the, my biggest fight I'm ever going to have. Like, Ugas probably watch all of Pacquiao's fights. Okay, you, know, you think Pacquiao's watching Ugas' fights? Fair. You know what I mean? But if Pacquiao is schooled enough, I feel like... Not schooled enough, that's a bit harsh. My thing is with Mayweather... So Mayweather's one fighter that don't care about your plan. He, he doesn't care about your plans. It's my plans. Mm-hmm. He's that good at his game. You have to change your game. Well, maybe aware. twice. He, maybe twice he adapted just a bit. No, Mayweather does adapt, but he does what he does. He takes away one of your strengths. If either your plan A, your strongest yeah, strength, yeah. but he takes away stuff and it makes you go to different levels, which most, if not all the fighters he's fought, are not willing to go to or able to go to. But it's easier for Mayweather to impose his because he's a defensive fighter. It's not, it's not the one that's just that. It's just that he's arguably the most skilled fighter ever been. If you're an attacking fighter, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's you think he's skilled as, as um, low man, Nemrot? Yes. Oh, as good as Loma. I think so. I think Loma might be the most skilled boxer I've seen. I think Mayweather's yeah. still most skilled. Offensively, defensively, look at the statistics. statistics offensively? Back, offensively, defensively, statistics back up. I mean, defensively, he's the best defensive fighter of all time. It, it, it and people don't even agree with that. People say it's Pernod Whitaker. No, 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 it's Mayweather. Pernod Whitaker, I was, I was watching some guys break it down. Pernod Whitaker, in terms of defence, the, the flashy parts of defence, mm-hmm. Pernod Whitaker's probably the best, like doing the head movement, the waist movement, okay, all the fair. flashes. But when you encompass all aspects of defence, so head movement, blocking, guards, yeah. you know, pushing guys over. off. Yeah, it is it is Why well, I say offence, not necessarily the knockout, because he lost his knockout, his knockout will power probably when, when, he's he's a up, when he went up to like, like, uh, <laughs> lightweight or whatever. He had hand problems. But in terms of punch connect percentage, yeah. he has the highest on record. Yeah, he's, re- he's got a lot of precision, but to say he's the most skilled... I think he's the most skilled. Oh, I, I like Lomachenko, the way Lomachenko fights. I like his footwork, I like his the way yeah. the, the movement. I just... Love the way Lomachenko. Yeah, but Lomachenko's right. got great footwork. He probably has, you could argue, slightly better feet than Mayweather, but compass and everything. He has better feet than Mayweather. You can't say footwork, head movement. Um, he has hand, better head movement than Mayweather. Oh, I don't know about he that. He has better. I don't know about that. Better. Hand speed, uh, punch selection, punch better. combinations, tactics, employing tactics. Maybe tactics and employing tactics. I'll give um, yeah, obviously, Mayweather never lost. Yeah. Of course, he had the best tactics. I mean, and he fought. Mayweather's CV just looks better. Every time Canelo wins, it just. It looks better. It looks better. It looks better because he bought. He's beat this guy. Obviously, people love Canelo. Canelo's a great fighter. You know? I, I don't really like Canelo. Every time I see him, I just want him to lose. <laughs> Should have lost to Triple G. Yeah. Should have lost to Triple G. So. Mm, Triple G, Ugly Lara. I mean, it, it, that's the way boxing is. I mean, that's a, another thing on the AJ fight. That judge that gave him five rounds was probably the judge I was looking for him to... It was the British judge. Yeah? Yeah, it was probably the swing judge. Cause you, when people kind of fix the fight, there's always one judge that, you know, they, that does a crazy scoreline. Well, score AJ didn't even... AJ didn't give, him a, give anyone enough. That's, that's to, the thing. Because when I watched it back, as I said, there's probably five rounds. If you really wanted AJ to win, you could have given him. And that's what the judge did. But that's, there was no more. 
usually if there's you know six or seven rounds which are contentious they favour the guy they want mm, to win yeah. and AJ did give them enough you know what, to AJ, work with I think AJ Stott was because AJ Stott was poor it was it really just kept him on the yeah, back yeah. the whole fight it was a start and a finish that's the reason yeah. I, 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 how poor did you not think AJ was hmm? how poor did you not think AJ was I thought AJ I gave AJ like a 5 out of 10 performance I thought it was real bang average I don't think it was terrible. I just thought it was average. Like it was, it didn't give me anything to be like, oh, like. But are you not talking as fans, or are you talking about? I'm talking as a fan. Yeah, he's more, he's more looking into the data. Yeah, because even even that, I'm talking about IQ because it's like Mayweather Pacquiao was one of the most boring fights for me. Yeah, that was yeah. Boring. but I like the the, the intent, the, the tension in that fight. But to me, like AJ and you see those rounds where it was more of a tactical thing. It's more about my where am I placing my foot compared to where you're placing yeah. your foot. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna I'm I'm checking the range. I'm making sure you don't step in, step out. The feints Usyk done were crazy. He just he outfainted AJ into the oblivion. You um, know what? I, I I don't understand why AJ let Usyk just take the center take the center. Door. I mean, you're the bigger fighter. I think it's a bit hard when you can't hit the guy. Yeah, that's that's it. Because when you take the center of the ring, yeah. And I'm not a boxing scholar because my coaches could who knows my coaches could watch this and think, oh look at Sam. Um, <laughs> When you take the centre of the ring, let's say you double jab the head, but you're always missing. Now, every time you're double jabbing, so you're trying to step into the centre. I'm throwing something, but I'm missing. Get you're, you're in the centre. Mm. I've got to come back because now I'm my arms are long, so I can't, I'm not even, like, you've got short arms, so you're going to always hit me. Okay. And it's like, that's what I think is, AJ would throw out, like, one thing I didn't like about AJ sometimes was what he was doing. He's going like this, just mm. flicking out to find him. But I'm thinking... This guy's just gonna come under this. He knows the range. Yeah. Instead of you to just even if you're looking for research, bang. Okay. You miss, but he's fought the win, like thinking, rah. I can't that, about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did that again. AJ's jab is one of his strongest weapons. I didn't he didn't some, use it though. He's he good. I mean it was like I said at the I'm sorry, like Sam said, he was flicking it, flicking it. Yeah. And I watched a breakdown a couple of days ago and I didn't even notice this at, at the time because obviously when I watched, first watched the fight I was at the stadium so, and I was kind of far out so I didn't get to see in detail and I watched it back and I realised okay maybe AJ didn't perform as badly as I first thought but there was a breakdown um, basically like AJ he uses jab in more ways than most people do obviously he's a range finder can obviously use it to set up punches also use it to deter guys from actually starting their own attacks mm-hmm. he also uses it kind of like as a uh, shield like, yeah shield yeah. You know, stay away stay away and Usyk faded him into doing that and whilst he put out his jab, Usyk came underneath, like, I think his head and it popped him. And Usyk kind of baited AJ into leaving his arm out and just being stopping with it, and boom, he, was, he got caught. And so, yeah, that breakdown was, I sent you interest, that breakdown was actually very interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Do you think now that if AJ was to fight a Fury or a Wilder, is he... I still think he beats Wilder. Fury, like I said before, I thought Fury would edge it, but there was ways AJ could win. If, if AJ I tries think, to box with Fury, there's no chance. I think AJ beats. No I, I think I said this last time. I think AJ beats um, Fury. I think he loses to Wilder. I think, Ooh, it's, a, I think it's a triangle. I mean, I've always said that. I think the Wilder one. The other thing is, uh, you say it now. I can visualize him losing to Wilder because because he's gonna leave himself open to one of Wilder's swings, and Wilder will swing him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if AJ will go down though. AJ's so used to fighting guys shorter. Mm-hmm. His defensive mechanism is to lean back. Mm-hmm. Right? Wilder is just as tall as him. He's an inch taller. I'm not sure about oh. the Yeah, Wilder 6'7, six, seven, AJ 6'6. Six, six, seven. I'm not sure about the reach, though. So, I think, reach probably, I think 80, um, AJ got 8'2, I think Wilder might have 8'3 reach. Yeah. So you think Wilder. But Fury's taller than. Yeah, both of them, but I think Fury's, um, AJ's a better boxer. Fury can't fight the way he bought, fought Wilder the second fight against AJ. No. Oh, no, no, he bolted the way he did the first, first yeah, fight. Yeah, he would have to. Clitzko but I think I think Fury in Asia and this is why I feel like Wilder will be uh, Fury just like there's something in the air I feel like yeah. Fury's doing this thing where he's believing in the Kronk style completely now he's like yeah I'm not changing this yeah. I'm going to knock out every opponent but bro it's about adapting don't always have that mindset now same way AJ was thinking yeah I'm going to box I'm going to box I'm going to mm. box I'm thinking they're both becoming trying to be rigid trying to prove something Fury wants to prove that I've got power people say I've got power I'm going to knock him out again AJ's trying to prove that I'm more than a boxer you know? I'm more than a puncher that. I do hear what Sam is saying but with Fury his mind games and for the most part are so elite like, and he and he has the boxing skill the innate ability to adapt in the fight so he does he, so Fury I thought, does I adapt I don't, I, don't, I don't think that it could happen but I don't think it would be an issue, an issue, an issue but if it happens with Fury it's too late 
Because if you clip to you to make you adapt, you know that right hand's affected you in oh, one yeah. way or the other. I mean, the right hand affected him in the first fact. Yeah. And, and he came and out. He still came out. And he, he won the fight. Got, he won the fight. I don't, I don't think, um, me personally, people say that he took his best shot. I don't think he took his best shot. He took his, he took it. He didn't take any shot. Yes. Flush. Didn't take it. He didn't want a draw. Fury rolls with his shots. Fury's okay. got that so eye. He rolls with the shots. He rolls with the shots. Do you ever think that Wilder ever hit him flush? He can. Fury's always rolling. He's going to roll with a shot, though. I mean, when he hits him clean, then sorry, if Wilder commits to the body, he's not going, which he's not going to. If he does, and if he tries that, Fury's gonna knock if him out. If he does, he has a very good chance of changing the the, the course hey, of the fight. My boxing coach messes me, messes me now. I guess he's listening to our podcast. <laughs> you see this? You see this? You believe that Wilder? Do you know everyone's got a plan until they get hit? Yeah. So when Wilder starts getting hit, you think he's gonna do the things he's doing in those videos? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but yeah. If he can, just because it just takes a, a few body, the right hand to the body. Fury's punches are not. They're not. It's a combination. It's not one punch that's gonna hurt. Because I said, like I said, I get onto AJ for not coming to the body enough throughout his career. But Wilder is completely even worse. If Wilder just does with that right hand to the body and head, it makes it opens up so many avenues for him. To be fair, Wilder's been saying Wilder's, uh, Wilder's been saying all these things like this fight are gonna be going to the death, and Fury's just been saying I'm gonna knock him out. Like he doesn't even waste time talking to us. It's 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 a it's a battle of the mind. I think Fury's in Wilder's mind. To be honest. I mean, that's why I don't see Wilder yeah. because actually in his mind. Um, I would say more so for the second fight. I haven't heard much from Wilder this time. Um, He's barely said anything. Yeah, he hasn't said much, um, which is good. Fury does play good mind games, but I don't think I don't think Fury's mind games have been a lot this round. I don't think they've sold the fight well, to be honest. Yeah, no. yeah Wilder's I've only seen that clip where it was like Wilder was saying, you know, this fight be fair and then the food just replied, I'm going to knock him out. It's just... Wilder hasn't really given anything to work with. Yeah, it's, it's better that way for, for Wilder because as soon as he starts doing the mind games, well, it's I mean, Wilder's say it's better for them, but I, I, I look at this way, yeah. This is just proving, and obviously we're talking about the boxing aspect, but they're talking about... Um, the financial aspect, the commercial aspect, how much of a draw AJ is compared to these guys. I think I've, I, I would say before Wilder was a massive draw in America. People used to love yeah. Wilder. It was never a massive draw. Remember those videos of Eddie Hearn, no, Eddie Hearn, Tyson Fury asking who is this guy? Fury did it as well. well Fury, Fury, Fury's, got, Fury's got his own, he's got his own and, guys, and the, the re- but he's got a clique of guys. The reason, he done. the reason he was never a massive draw because his resume is pants. Yeah, his Wilder's resume is pants. But AJ, AJ, AJ commercially, as a face, if we want to talk about advertising, as all of these things, He's just bigger than he's bigger than the whole heavyweight division. That's yeah. that's it. He he's just more visible. He's got more endorsements. People they they're drawn to AJ. So any AJ fight is gonna sell out. It's gonna sell out this Fury and Wilder fight. I'm sure more people are gonna watch this watch the AJ Usyk fight than the Fury. The thing fight. is, it'll feel like three times though. So. It'll, it'll feel like the Wilder Fury fight um, has more eyeballs in it because. American people the, or America's actually going to be more engaged in it. No, AJ Usyk fight. I haven't really seen Amer- uh, any of the American analysts break they're it down. Talking, uh, I think Kellerman talked about it. That <laughs> probably had. Kellerman said that AJ got his tactics wrong, uh, yeah. as in trying to box a boxer. Yeah. So he said, I, "Was that on ESPN?" Because just tweeted it. Just oh, like, tweeted. But I haven't seen. Yeah, it, yeah, I haven't seen videos. Like, Usually, there's videos. Like some boxing, he would have talked about. So I haven't seen a massive yeah. boxing video in time. Yeah, they don't put it on. It's yes. only Friday, isn't it? But you know. AJ's not as big in America as obviously Wilder and Fury. He doesn't have promotions. Though. Yeah, because you know yeah, his American debut, he he, he failed obviously. So that's part of the reason. Well, what would what if I'm AJ? I, my plan for AJ before he retires. This is what he needs to do. You know? Here we go. This is what he needs to do. You need to beat you sick. Yeah. Of course. Okay, then. When out this Wilder Fury fight, you you face them. Mm-hmm. Probably have a. You're probably gonna have a rematch. Do both. Then. Uh, and then obviously after that maybe whoever's the, who the up on, who's an up and coming boxer there's yeah, heavyweight heavyweight and the bar the bar so you, you beat up one of the up and comers so you FA know, Jagbar. so for the next for the next era for the next era they know that uh, AJ's done this and then you've been talking about fighting that, that uh, Eastern European guy against H Higrovich or something like that Higrovich uh, yeah. yeah I don't and you beat a Niger- then you I go and fight Nigeria and win that fight and then retire. I think if he loses against Usyk, then he's done. He has to fight with White. I don't think he's done. I he's think done. He, no. I think he could. He will fight White. 
Yeah. You you can fight Fury. You're depending on what Fury's saying. Fury's gonna retire. Um, and then you can actually fight um, one of the up and coming guys as well. Um, but I definitely, I would love to see him fight in Nigeria. I'd love to see him. Would you go? No, <laughs> no way. We'll find an idea to end this career. I think I'd love to see that. That would be nice. Now, um, yeah, it would have a a ring to it. Um, there's another country I want him to fight. At. I want to see him at Tony for his in America. Yeah, in America. I'd like. I'd like to fight. I'm go to maybe an Asian market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Just so you cover all of his bases. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think it'll be good for AJ. You know, regardless, even even if you lose to Usyk, you're still the biggest. You're still going to be the biggest name in. Boxing, you know, heavyweight boxing, heavyweight boxing. It's all that boy Canelo. Still, AJ is not as big as Canelo anymore, unfortunately. After the Reese fight, he's image. And now Pacquiao's gone. Now Canelo's clear number one, I think. Um, He's been clear number one since the future. Hey, you know, Pacquiao go there. Hey, Philippines, I had a roll lock off when he fought. Yeah, I mean, lock off. Canelo's still, yeah, Canelo's still not. But yeah, I think Canelo, I would have loved to see Canelo Pacquiao, maybe, I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Exactly. <laughs> Canada doesn't fight that way anymore. You know, Pacquiao came up for 112. Pacquiao killed You know how small that is? Hey, I just want someone to beat Canada, man. That's like decisively. That, All these English fighters went there to, to get beat up. Disappointing. It? Billy Joe was good for the round that he was uh, alive in. He was good. Then he got his f- face crushed. He got his face crushed. Yeah. Alan Smith was awful, I think. I think that's one of the worst. Alan Smith was bad. Like, compared to what. I think Alan Smith was way drained. But I also think. Canelo's tactic was actually brilliant. Like he, yeah. he took away his best punch. Like he, like Canelo actually would just focus. Like, I've never seen. Him, you're just punching a man's arm. Yeah, you're not going for his head. It's his arm. Mm-hmm. Now his arm's getting swollen and swollen, and he's struggling to lift it. That's actually very smart. Exactly. I've never seen that before. Like not head, but now like, he's going for the arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he said he hit his arm, and then his head fell. <laughs> That's actually very smart. Oh. I give it. I give that to him. Someone needs to knock Canelo, fam. Nah. Someone needs to come like Triple G, fam. That was. That's I've, uh, but that's my my opinion of the Triple G fight. Everyone says Canelo lost the first fight. Clear. I don't think it was clear. It might not have been clear, but he lost it. I think it was. Clear. I don't think he lost it. I think I think he could have given it even. I think the first fight. It was clear at best you could have given him a draw and that's what he did. I think. Yeah, I think the second fight. I think it should have been a draw as well. Second fight. No second way. Second fight could have gone either way. No way. I so like Galeno won it. All right, cool. To my, my argument is the people that said he lost the first fight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Second fight, you had to give it to Galeno then because he did what you said he didn't do. He pressed the fight. He came forward. He was, he was just, whereas to me, the first fight, Plovkin was pressing the fight so he gets mm-hmm. points there. He weren't landing anything clean in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So he's he thought Galeno uh, uh, the best outsider in Mayweather and would you say Lara oh he's Canada's best opponent yeah Lara uh, but he weren't as active he, he could have been more active yeah I mean Lara I mean Kota and Mosey were a bit past it so probably yeah, encompassing everything I think it probably is Lara and Lara that fight is a fight he arguably lost as well so yeah um, what's happened to Lara now he went to fight a couple of years ago uh, a couple of months ago I think and it's not. Uh, it's just so hard to follow. He's probably uh, Lara. I mean, he's getting, I'm assuming he's getting on a bit, and he's just probably not promoted correctly. I mean, it's hard to promote Cuban fighters. Mm. A lot of them, they don't really have the big following. They're very talented, very skilled, but they don't have the big following. I mean, these yeah, it's very hard to promote those type of guys. At the end of the day. Yeah. Oh man, is there anything else you wanted to touch on in boxing before we talk about <laughs> Man United? That's it, man. I'm, I'm all boxed out. I love it when we can have a Man United fan in the pod. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I just OGS. To, I just wanted to pick your brains. You know, I, you know, Man United have replaced Arsenal as that club that's just so entertaining. Oh really? Okay. Arsenal's not entertaining. We're rubbish. So. Yeah. Okay, fair. I guess. I, I think we'll just beat Arsenal. Yeah, like it's, um, it's, 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 it's They laugh. I guess. You man are like entertaining. You like every week. There's something late goals. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. No midfielders. No, but hold on. Man United are entertaining for a different reasons. So the reason Arsenal were entertaining. Arsenal's entertainment comes from AFTV now. Calamity um, Club. United are just vibes. Yeah, straight. So you don't know what you're going to get. Um, how do I feel about United? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm more of a vibes guy with United now. Like, <laughs> It is what it is. I don't think, yeah, I don't think football excites me as much. Like It's just vibes. Like 
Hey, you should pick up basketball, like I said. That's what all Arsenal fans did. I guess so. That's that's very true. Or support Man City. Or Robert Jade or Barcelona. It just cut. Everyone just cut at the same time. But with going back to United... I don't, I don't know what they want because I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him. He's secured the bag. I'm saying, I cannot hate on a man, and I don't, I don't like to see people's downfall. So, congrats to you, Ole. You done well there. But you see, um, he's not equipped for the job. We don't have a style of play. It's like it's just so easy to play against us. Like we don't have a sign of a big team or dominant team. We're not mm. dominant. You've got that star quality. It's mad. Um, and you can see, he's, he's just a happy guy to be there. Um, he's happy to be there. Yeah. See the way you're smiling. You were one. He's smiling. What's going on here, fam? But I ain't going to hate on him. I'm happy for him. So I don't know what you guys want to say about that. Uh, uh, for I me personally, I've got no issue with um, Oli. I think Oli, great. Oli, he get, he's a good player manager. That's it. He's a great player manager. The best, the best form that most of your players had has been under Oli. He has good man management. That's what, he's, he's great with his man management. He's one of the guys. And like, unfortunately for you, yeah, he's not. He's not even. He's not a, an awful manager that he messes things up. You know, some managers they're bad that they mess up. So they mess things up. And he, he just lets it happen. He just lets it happen. He doesn't mess it up. He tells you, man, you've got the talent. If you've got the talent, you just ball out. But the thing it lacks for me for Magna is that you're good in big games. You're really good in big games. That's the only time Oli's tactically very astute. In your big games against teams that are better than you, he just sits behind the ball, probably plays his five at the back, and that Bickford midfield, it kind of works in those, those games because they, they don't have to have the ball. They work hard. They I get it. Hard. But in games where you the onus is on you to play, the other team is saying, you have the ball, you break us down. God. You can't do it. There's an issue. There's an issue. He's not... Um a coach with a philosophy yeah. and it's evident um, I hear what you're saying against big teams I think my best my best ever well I gave Oli a round of applause for coaching the team was PSG away mm. and we played five five at the back it was a tactical master I said yeah they look drilled everybody knows what they're meant to be doing mm. besides that even sometimes when we win these big games it's so depressing like watching our go, go to Anfield we're getting a draw we're happy and this and that it's like, bro, this is long, like, do more. Like, yeah, I hate that. It's like, at least, at least Ferguson's team, they had bottle. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? They would go there and try and get something. Mm. Even LVG at times would try go get there. He believed in his philosophy a bit too much. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. LVG's philosophy was possession based. It was so rigid. I'm doing my way. Yeah, my way or the highway. It was rigid. But he would still take it to teams. Mm. At least with his position, we had the ball. Mm-hmm. This is just, I don't know, man. It's just useless, man. Like it's just bare open, end to end. But it's great entertainment for the casual. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel Ole. He just, it's not good enough. He's just out of his depth. I mean, mm. especially now that you have the players that you, you know, really top manager like a Pep, a Klopp, mm. or even a Tuchel. If you had those guys, you would, you guys would be seen as real. Well, you were seen as real contenders before mm. the season started, but you actually would be, you know, realizing it. And, you know, I just don't feel, like Sam said, the lack of philosophy when you play against, like you said, when you play against smaller teams, they, they struggle to break them down. What you guys, what's your actual game plan with the ball against these teams? It's just all mismatch. It's just all over the place at times. And, you know, well, for Ole, it's weird because he's not horrendously bad that you guys are going to like, sack him yeah, now. And because he's such a, a lovable guy, especially from the United Faithful and all the ex-United boys, they struggle to criticise him. It allows him to get a lot of, you know, equity and clout with the boy, with the, the club. Huh? Yeah, that's a problem. It's going to be a limbo for a long time and then but until it's too long, then they might realise we have to make a change. The thing is, the thing is with which is, my night score is, I think players are so impressive. Of course. It, it's just like, it's hard for them to, to not score or to not create. Like, it just... Even though they don't play on combination, I think Sancho was an awful signing. I've, me personally, was or is an awful signing? Because I feel Sancho's a very talented footballer, and he's not playing well at the moment. I, I just don't think he fits in with this individual style of play like that the other United players have. He's he wants to rely on the combination. He wants to do a one-two. He wants to come off this, but that's not Bruno's game. Bruno's trying to kill a pass straight away. I see Greenwood's kind of got. 
kind of combination, but he's an indi- he's got individual. I skills. think Sancho's got it, but he just it needs. I think he's having a blip in his spell. Mm. Um, I do. I wasn't. I was one of those fans who was never obsessed with the signing. Mm. I didn't get why everyone was so. Oh yeah, get Sancho, get Sancho. Mm. I personally f- saw Greenwood, sorry Grealish, mm. as more sign. yeah for Man United because we don't have that. Cl- individual. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have that. Um, let's say structure yeah and we lack we just lack something we lack mm. something uh, philosophy <laughs> yeah yeah philosophy but even some of our players like and obviously a midfielder who knows um, yeah, I know he's, he's, he's playing well now he's a stat like, I used to call him a stat pad huh? but as much as he plays a killer pass in the final third he isn't a killer dribbler mm. to create a gap and then play it Sancho's got that though yeah in a 10 yeah playing like where um, Fee's playing and if you've got it from, mm, to be fair, yeah, Sancho's having a blip, sir. I think, I think, the, obviously, what's happening? At the beginning, of the season, Greenwood was very impressive. He was looking good. Bernardo's always gonna get your goal. He's always gonna. There's always gonna be around there to grab a goal. But I think Bernardo's impact has affected Bruno. He's already affected Bruno's output. Of course, not, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's always gonna happen. I mean, Ronaldo's going to take... Was, well, he didn't take the penalty against... Was it Aston Villa? Uh, Aston Villa, which which is messed up my FAO, but Ronaldo's going to take away penalties, take a lot of free kicks. You know, you don't just always go through Bruno at this point in time. You look for Ronaldo as well, so Nacho's going to take away some of the spotlight from Bruno. I mean... Uh, did you see Bruno? Not Bruno. Did you see Ole getting sacked at the end of the season replaced? Why? By who? Um, who, who? Who's... Uh, yeah. a, um, who's a manager that you can replace him with right now? Who would you? I I don't have a clue at the moment, actually. Um, Not a clue. It could be an unknown guy from Germany. That's not Man United, though. Um, Ten Hag? It would be Ten Hag. No, why why is that not Man United? If you've given Ole a chance from nowhere... Well, he's got got equity from being a former player. Okay. Rodgers? Bruno Rodgers? Rodgers, the way Leicester are going, bro, I don't... Rodgers might be gone back. I would have given it to Rodgers before. I thought Rogers Rogers was better. It's going for um, a blip. He'll, he'll bounce back, hopefully. Yeah, he'll bounce back as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they have to. No, Rogers, Rogers, like, it's consistent. Never. Graham Potter. Yeah. No way. He's doing like, like, a great job for Brown right now. Yeah, Brown. They're trying to be there on Graham Potter now. Yeah, not, not United. Um, <laughs> not United. It's hard. I don't have a manager right now that I'd go for. Well, what, you can nip Javi from Barcelona? Clutches. You better not go to Barcelona mm. the way they're looking like. Apart, I saw something that they're going to try to get Ten Hag in 2022, I think. So hey, how about, do, you know, do you know what would have been good? I think Flick. Hansi Flick would have been good for you guys. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Uh, the ex-Bayern manager. The one that won the Champions League for them. Okay, no. It would have been good for your kind of team. Oh, he's, he's not got a team right now, is he? Yeah, he's German. He's German. Oh, national manager. Okay. Uh, what what Man United need is a CDM. I don't know why he didn't go and get one. Could have got Basuma. Could have got whoever you wanted, really. Someone just to, so to I play. I heard that one of my uh, like you might not he's been on the show before I yeah. I always make some um, the statement that the, it's easy for those guys to shine at the current clubs there are yeah that's true but United it's a different ball game because as well as you're being the defensive person who makes the interceptions you you're also the deep line playmaker if we're gonna put Pogba there and. Um, Bruno Day you've got to find them but sometimes if it's predictable you've got to find something else mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when the pressure goes up because it's like even in Diddy how killer how much of a killer pass do you have mm-hmm. but at the same Diddy, time in Diddy he's at he's the right level if I'm if I'm yeah. United yeah, I go to Barcelona and I say to Barcelona Frankie I know Lee. you need money De Jong we want De Jong that's too expensive for United, bro. But you not got money. You got money. Mm-hmm. You can spend 90 million on Sancho and give Varane 40 million. You can put Van Der Beek on the bench. Yeah, uh, what's going on? Varane 40 million one year on his contract. I mean, yeah, you can, who else you guys sign as well? You can tell Barcelona, you want money. You can spend 25 million on a 37 year old Ronaldo one year on his contract. You can give Barcelona up to 80 million for Frankie Dion. Yeah, and Barcelona will take any. They will take that money. You're right. I, I hear what you're saying, actually. Frankie Dion, he's a quality midfielder. Just go and tell them, like, literally... I don't watch enough of him, but he plays as an eight, though. He can play as a six. He's a six. I yeah, think he wants to be a six. This is the thing, though. VDB and him... Busquets is there. VDB and him are similar, though. No, no, obviously, no, 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 no sorry. Obviously, De Jong's better, but... VDB can play in a six or eight. No, VDB is more of an eight-ten. He's more of an eight-ten. He's more of an eight-ten. 
That's, why, that's why he's struggling to play. Because Fingy's more of a six eight. He's struggling to play with Oli because Oli doesn't trust him in the two, the the deep, the deep two. Because personally, you're facing teams that you're so much. But Van der Beek should play to just so they have a higher number of creators. It's it, for me personally. This this two double pivot thing has just is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just getting ridiculous. Sometimes you don't need a double pivot. It's just because of the way football is. With one point when it was like four two three one is the way you should play. You don't need a double pivot. You can play with a single. Yeah, I hear it. The way United do it, I hear it. Um, but you're touching... Liverpool play with a single. Against you. Okay, it's City. But yeah, they, they, oh, no, they always play with a single. Yeah, but their single... It's City play with it. Fabinho is... Well, I would say key the ball to an elite level, but Fabinho is... If you want to play a single, you need to be an elite player like for Fabinho. Yeah, yeah, two has its, its benefits if they both know their roles and they both do offer something. But the, the best two teams in the league play with a single pivot, yeah? Yeah. Chelsea play with the double but they play in five at the back yeah. they don't even play with a midfield to be honest yeah. uh, their midfielders job is just to get it to the front three it's a defensive team Arsenal are starting to play the single pivot no we, we, they, they, no. from game to game Pai is the only deep line midfielder which games uh-huh. is this because the last couple of games is he played with Jack out, Jack out, before, before, the games before he played with Odegaard and Odegaard was oh, yeah. playing in the eight when we're playing against lesser teams single pivot Runs. That's what other not other card. That's what Oli needs to implement. When you play against lesser teams, play the single pivot, go and dominate those teams. But it seems like it's not going to happen. We don't have that defensive coverage. We don't have anybody good enough in that role defensively. Matches no more. Matches can't play one game. Yeah, what about Dominic? Put him there, man. So give him a run. No, no, no. Matic can't pass the ball forward. That's the just pass it to Pogba. Simple five-yard passes. You know, not. I would say not even. Pogba has to hold his hands. No, no, not DM needs to be a fantastic ball player. Like I'm touching the point when talking about Basuma when he goes to United needs to go up a level, turn to kill the ball. Let me land, let me land. Sometimes, like Akante is showing us, do the defensive work and play it simple. If you got guys like Pogba and if it's VDB and Bruno that can make nice passes, win the ball, play it simple. Is Maguire and Varane, they can play the ball forward. They so can. That can, that can act as another distributor from those like, like positions. A, like a Gattuso as well. Of course, he had someone like a Perlo and Kaka, elite playmakers on both ends. But win the ball, I play it simple. Why is that not a skill that's, um, what's it called, desired anymore? I mean, yeah, can't yeah. show us how desirable it is? Mm-hmm. I mean, but maybe you guys want their guys to be Busquets and Jabi Alonso yeah. and, it's a, it's and a, Rodri and who else? And of course, Fabinho could do it, so they want him to be able to do everything. You well, know? Yeah. Uh, but you say Kante is a level above the guys that. You know, yeah, but Basuma, yeah, maybe it's like a counterfeit Kante, but that's still yeah. a very good player. You I just mean, need someone, you just uh, need one. Uh, like, when you've got Kante, is one of the best ever his role. If you're like a bootleg version, that's also very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a discredit to those guys, but that's, yeah, he could also do a very, very good job for a mm-hmm. team. But now talking about top teams, let's talk about that city. Oh, Liverpool yeah. game. Best game of the season by far. Yeah. And I think it might be the best um, game of the whole season. You think so? It might end up being. Salah, quality. Hey, what Salah, boy. Is he the best player in the world right now? That's what I've been hey, seeing. Man, man, man. Right now. Benzema. He's up there. I haven't watched enough in the world to say that, but he's up there, boy. Salah Benzema, is quality. Benzema and Salah are probably the two best players in the world. What about Lewandowski? Lewandowski? Lewandowski, I don't know. Bayern are losing games. Bayern lost this weekend. Bayern have been losing. Yeah, I don't care. I'm talking about, I see them in the Champions League, man. I was watching the highlights. Lewandowski. Lewandowski special. They were losing in the league. Hey, the way Salah, he does his pens as well. Salah, the way, what Salah does in, is just inevitable. Because I was like, before that, I was like, captain Cancelo, Cancelo had, I was thinking, Cancelo had Salah like kind of locked up. It was when, when he got like silly yellow card. Yeah, why did he do that? Like, oh, sometimes Cancelo does something, I'm like, why? why, why, why? What I would say Cancelo, his technique is so sly. Like, he's actually techie. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff he does outside the boot passes, played on the left. Cancelo, his technique, if you don't pay attention to it, he's actually, he's, the guy's slick. But I thought B. Silva was the best player on the pitch. Bernardo Silva was the best player. Yeah, Foden. Yeah, he, he had a good game. I think he was so good. Foden had a decent Foden game. Foden had a good... Foden bullied Milner to yeah. the fact that Milner had to come off. Now, be Silva. The resurgence of B. Silva, they were down, my boy. <laughs> At one point, I was, last season, B. Silva, uh, Silva was awful. I, I was like, <laughs> didn't know how he's going to last. Uh, no, he's he's growing. He's adapted to the game. Yeah. G- great game. Yeah, great good game. team. Good um, management. Great players on the show. The individual brilliance. But Salah's goal was just mad. I just, when you see the replay, the quick feet was brilliant. And that's, that's what people kind of discredit Salah for. They say he's not too techie, blah, 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 you know, all this sort of stuff. Boy did the, the CV, chopped him. It just, it was, it hey, was he showed it on the right side and that's supposed to be one of Salah's, well, it's supposed to be his unfavourable side and the finish was was mustard. But that's what you got to do sometimes, unpredictability. Yeah, it's true. I thought, I thought maybe Foden was, was exceptional in that game. I, 
and kind of show me why why do they buy Grealish? I think I don't think I, don't, I still don't understand the signing for Grealish. Why not? Why not? Have a striker. A striker should be in priority. I think I think Pep kind of gets when he has a lot of options. He his brain freezes. I I, I think I think for him he needs certainty. Like I think Man City need certainty. Their attackers need certain because look at the guys he got on the bench. He got some. He got top tat. Like Ferran Torres should be start. Will start week in week out for a lot of teams. Benching. Fair. Mares. But that's every manager wants that problem though. We do have our yeah, that problem. It's true. It's a what. 60 game season, he's a big squad. Yeah. To be fair, he made a great substitution. The Sterling substitution changed the game for him, for him basically. What about Sterling? Sterling doesn't seem to be in favour of in Pep Save right now. I don't know, man. I think, they're that. I think when you say that, they were beefing last season. You said that, I didn't say that. Well, I heard that he was complaining <laughs> about getting subbed early. One thing Sterling needs to work on, he needs to work on his left foot. I've been saying this for years. He should have, he had a chance. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not gonna, yeah, he's not gonna do that. No. I mean, he, I've always, I've always, this always stuck out like a sore thumb to me. If I'm that, Sterling, I'm asking out this January. I can't stay here and be on the bench. Why not? Why? Wait, why? It's all about the Euros. It's all about the Euros. This guy no. needs a style. No, no, I hear it, I hear it, but you need to realise that where's he gonna go? Real Madrid. <laughs> Guy that's, that's the easiest thing to say, but PSG. When if, if Mbappe wants to go to Madrid, yeah, PSG. Sterling not going to PSG. No, PSG. Sterling will find PSG boring. That's about he needs to look boring, man. Get he knows he'll be out there pirating. And and he won't even improve as a player. <laughs> yeah, he I should. Want to talk about Mbappe. Did you hear what he said about Neymar today? What did he say about Neymar today? He, called, he said he called Neymar a bum. That's what he said. When was this? Maybe as Manchester. No, he said it. He apologized. He apologized. He called Neymar a bum. Uh, well, wait, just read out the full transcript because the content you said is very bad. It's on the ESPN. You see the article. I, I saw Mbappe talking about you know he wanted to leave. No, he apologised. Well, we'll, let's talk about it. what, what we're gonna say. Sir? No, no, give, give the context. Get it up. Yeah. Get up. Can, do you not edit this out? Bit out. Can I go to the toilet soon? Yes, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah, sure. Where's the toilet? It's just. And first, come out the room first. Left. Okay. Does this thing? Just to like talk on Sterling possibly leaving, or you know, you were saying like maybe he should become a striker. I feel under this city team, especially the way Pep's looking to play, I feel his winger days may be on the wane. I think he's, if he can learn to play as a striker under this city team, offer them real pace down the middle because it seems like Gabriel Hayes is going to be a full time winger now. I thought that's what Sterling could get. I don't a lot of game time. He played well against Liverpool. I don't like him in the wing. I, uh, I don't mind. I prefer. Because Gabby Hayes does the work. He works back, and that's what he does work. Pep like, really likes. Pep, Pep loves him for the work, but him as a winger, it's not. It's, well, he wants to be a winger. He's not as creative. Creative or one v one or threatening. Yeah, one v ones. He's not as good. But Baby. Pep's. Uh, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but Pep's reasoning. Is sometimes magical. Magical. Uh, yeah. In what way? In the sense, when you break down some of his uh, his tactical decisions, yeah. For example, for me, Bayern, um, Bayern, mm-hmm. we put in Lam in the middle, or even though he got his his fullbacks inverted. Yeah, and when at Man City, when he put his fullbacks, um, oh, had a, he put his fullbacks as two centre mids. Yeah. Attacking wise. Yeah. Give you more coverage for the counter. Yeah. But it made them more expansive, yeah. and then you have wingers just one v one like crazy. So you have their high, and he's always done those masterminds from um. Master, I remember Henry's analysis on Sky Sports where they literally played in squares, and you can't leave your square. Yeah, was his thing. Yeah, and sometimes when it's going on, the immediate reaction you're like, why is my man playing this position, brother? Then after a few games, you start to do the analysis. You're like, okay. I think Pep, Pep understands, you know, the overloads, and then he understands the importance of one v ones. That's why he's always trying to maximise the opportunities yeah. to have one v ones. He wants winger, winger right up against the fullback. Spread the pitch, make the pitch as big as possible for the opponent. Make them have to defend so many, so many channels, so many different lanes. You know, it makes it so difficult. It makes it so difficult. That's why I think he doesn't really like strikers that much. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't want the centre-backs to be occupied. He wants the centre-backs to be thinking, oh, do I have to come forward? Do I have to come this? Like, today, it's hard for a centre-back to play with no centre, with nobody to mark. Yeah. 
What do you do? Why <laughs> you look at yourself? What do I do? Do I stay yeah, in the space? The most defenders, the centre-backs, they're used to marking people. Yeah. When they have to mark spaces, yeah. zonal, it's, it's very different. Mm, it's and different. in positional sense, I'm at the right position. If I'm on the right position, bang, there's a deep runner, a runner from behind me. He's in, he's in the clear. I mean, yeah, Pep has really transformed, um, we, um, he's changed their game. I mean, on a whole, totally different level. And I was giving them maximum credit for that. Mm. But on the other side of the coin, he does do some strange things over complicated, like as we yeah. saw in the Champions League final, no DM. I um, think he played the new, no DM. Oh, no, he, real DM. He played no DM because he knew that Chelsea wouldn't have the ball. So he was like, okay, I need as many yeah. uh, midfield facilitators as possible. I can't play with a DM that's just going to be taking up space. I need facilitators. Everyone needs, to, all my midfielders need to be able to do something. That's why he played with no DM. That's what I, my thinking about. Mm. But you know, Pep. I still need to see him get. I still need to see him win that Champions League final. I'm ready to crown him the greatest player of all time. Mm. Messi You could say, no, that, yeah. Okay, fair. I still need to see another one. I mean, all the talent you've worked with. But why? Why do? I don't know, man. That I've got a thing about accolades. Mm. That doesn't mean he's still not the greatest manager. Like I've seen players win. You think he's better than Sir Alex? No, it's not. Oh. That's the thing. He okay, all right, cool, Alex. cool, cool. Accolades, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of in their in their prime for prime, come on, um, Alex. So Alex will say he doesn't have what Pep has. I think Mourinho's prime is higher than Pep's. You know? Oh my gosh! <laughs> where football has gotten to, like football's say? gone to the place where it is because of people like Pep. Don't and get me wrong, Pep yeah. and Klopp, they've innovators of innovators, and that's innovators. that's what I'm saying though. Like but what Mourinho did. I mean, I was a shot in his own. Yeah, at your time. Yeah. In yeah. your time. But in your time, like, for example, it, we always say this with boxers, like, oh, Muhammad Ali, greatest, blah, blah. He couldn't live with everything now. They're just too big. Hey, Usyk showed us he can. Usyk, Muhammad Ali, like, the same size. Usyk's school level is, compared to Ali's, is ridiculous. Let's be honest. Like, my, this is a man whose who's footwork is dance, based off dance you and all think, of you that. You think Ali has great footwork? Okay, Ali Shuffle, all of that. Ali was great. But I'm telling you now. The hand speed. As, um, what's his name? They said it in the Sky Sports commentary. Fraser Clark said, the little men aren't so little anymore. Why? Because conditioning is so great now. Yeah. There's so much science behind their conditioning that they're strong for their size. Like, they're not trying to bulk up. They know the optimal size to to be, to maximize the strength of their height. Yeah. There's that science behind it. But even with these guys, like the Peps um, and thing, there's a science even behind their football. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. But my thing with Pep, I mean, and this is why I still give Alex, Alex the nod. Of course, Pep has revolutionised the game. He's done this, he's done that. But if you want to be critical of Pep, He's always worked with elite talent. So when you work right, with elite... So let me lad, let me lad, let me lad, lad. He hasn't always worked with elite talent. He was at Aberdeen. Beat Real Madrid in the European Cup, Winners Cup, Pep. He hasn't been, he hasn't been in that situation to prove he can do it. But if you're going to start at the very top and going to play, play, manage those players, you know, we can listen, we'll know who they are. The, he, the pressure on you to win has to be that high. That's why I can't have you having the same amount of Champions League wins as someone like Alex Ferguson who's worked... Do you say the same as Zidane? Sorry, oh, yeah, same as Zidane. If, okay. But Zidane has to win. And if he yeah. wants to keep on winning and winning and winning and winning, then eventually his case Zidane will be, become unbearable. So Dan tactically is very astute and his players were of a maturity to understand his tactics. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, very true. That's, that was a perfect blend. I, I would say for Pep, though, with, with Barcelona, when he became the Barcelona manager, Pep, Barcelona was not in a good way. Not, not that they were as bad as they are now. They were not in a good way. They were trying yeah, to implement he made some changes. And he implemented a style that he basically did. won... Spain, multiple... He did. Yeah, yeah. He was the core. He was the team with the core. He did, but he did have elite resources and elite players. And he hasn't... He hasn't pr- let me, let me, his impact is crazy, but he hasn't had to prove that he can do with lesser players. And if that's the case, if you're going to start at the very top, you're going to start with the elite resources, elite players, you're going to have to do elite winning. Okay. And that's what I have... Just one more. I'm asking for win five more Champions League, just one more Champions League, because I do understand his impact is going to have for generations can and generations. You, can you imagine this? Every country he goes to, yeah... Yeah, so he yeah. went to Spain. They won a champ. They won the World Cup. Yeah, goes to Germany. What do they do? That's what I said. The, the impact is the impact is England. Brazy. He's in England. They, that was so the impact finally. is crazy. But like I said, that's why you say stuff like Marino is prime prime up because it's like Marino's up there. It's right? a single achievement. Whose who's achievement is better than winning a Champions League? If I'm trying Porto? to win one game, yeah. No, but whose achievement is better than winning a Champions League with Porto? Name me an actual. If you yeah, compare everything, whose actual if achievement? Inter trouble is up there. Inter trouble. Who's actually, what achievement is actually better than winning a Champions League with fucking Porto at the end of the day? Yeah. You know what I mean? What I'll say, Marino. 
if I had one game for my life yeah. to win, yeah. I'm going with Mourinho. I, yeah. I don't know about you, man. You might go for Pep, you might go for Klopp. If yeah. I had one game for my life to win, I'm going with Mourinho. Because you do what... I hear what you're saying. We'll do whatever he needs to do. do whatever it takes, yeah. That's true. I mean, Pep's finals record is elite, but... You know, I hear what you're saying. But then Pep can overcomplicate. Who knows, man? Uh, I do think, regarding Pep's elite players, he needs players with a certain mindset. But then even though he's had elite resources... Yeah. He's taught them a lot and sometimes of limited course. them. So, for example, like even going back to that Henry analysis, Henry was so good, he didn't get how a manager subbed him off yeah. for scoring. Yeah. Because you broke his principle of coming out of your box. Yeah. And that's when you know a manager's elite. Because he's implementing a style on elite players and showing them, listen, your take, knowledge, take this is what I'm trying to teach you here, long-term game. That's the only thing I can say in uh, Pep's defence if you work with players of lesser IQ they might not see the bigger vision that is true that's true he, everywhere he's been he, he obviously he tries to implement it on certain players some players they don't understand it and he gets them out apparently Joe Hart what was it Joe Hart he said let me see your touch he said and that's it the first thing he said <laughs> let me see your touch Joe Hart's I'd love to be the fly in that yeah. training session I was going to say something um, it's debatable I think Pep's legacy and all of that is a bit scary Scary what way. So, you know, Pep said something, and I think I agree with this. We become obsessed with stats. Of course. It's spoiling the game. Yeah, we know that. But there's another element. We're becoming obsessed. And I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hypocrite because I, I love system and philosophy. Mm-hmm. But academy football, yeah. You're getting kids to play in systems, I think it's the most dangerous thing ever. I think academy football is broken. I, I, I think the philosophy of catching players so young, teaching them one way of football is not good. Yeah. It's dangerous. Um, that's what they all do. I mean, even I've even seen a clip of Man City at, at young yeah, youth age. I just watched that clip. It was fantastic. Yeah. They were playing in the same way Pep's does, but mm. that, I understand why he's saying that because yeah. they're not all going to make the grade. Exactly. But obviously, they go to the lower leagues and have to play physical football and this South football. Kind of exactly. Football. Yeah, I mean, they need to, so you've true. been built one way you don't even have individualism. My way of thinking about football is you play, just play. The Depending on what status you are, what, what clubs you play, 14, 15, you bring in a level of IQ. Mm-hmm. Before that, express yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you play a system, if you get these kids from young to play systems, that's all they know. But I I think Fabigas said it this summer, I think when he's talking about you, a lot of players are now overcoached to the yeah. point where it's like robots on a pitch. Yeah. You have to do this, you have yeah. to do that. You're losing the flair players in the football. Yeah. You're yeah. losing them. Yeah. We're, we're losing those players that can great stuff off the cuff. Yeah. That's why a Messi is is uh, is so different to people that are around now. It's because you can do and things it, and all of those things. I get why they're doing it because on average, that will win you more games than just having that one man. You're too dependent on them. But at the same time it's crazy man it's like the game the football's in a dangerous place but then again I still think we'll always produce quality I think I think England's in a great place right now for, for quality ballers hey it's a great place we need a, some street ball elements back then mm. <laughs> hopefully we can get some of these ballers to agenda <laughs> sign them up That's sign them up man That's it, play out Anyways, thank you for tuning in. It's been chill. Make sure you like and subscribe, follow us on all platforms, you know, the Instagram, the Twitter, listen to us audibly. That would be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's the TMG Boys, Samo, the legend. It's been chill. Thank you guys. Have a good evening. Thank you. We're out. We out. Damn.